The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i'm talon jenkins joined with my host we got ryan uh, gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight doing pretty good boys here i uh came through with my lock last week i'm feeling good small steps here small small progress but you know we're moving forward here got, got another 10 games on thursday to talk about so feeling good Let, let's get into it soon well, I just discovered my apartment here is a bit of a mold problem, so I've been attacking that uh, all day. But, uh, you know, I had some golf in the background, too, and I'm looking forward to some hockey. Avs Bruins tonight will be a good one. So, uh, yeah, that'll sort your spirits out, right? It's been a weird start. Golf starting on Wednesday, eh? That caught me off guard today, but I was pretty stoked to see it. I'm right there with you. All right, uh, before we get going here, like we always say, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Tons of uh, information regarding picks in all the leagues, whether it's NFL with playoffs, you know, right in the mix. We got NBA, college hoops, hockey, uh, golf, you know, MMA, all the good shit is at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. So go check it out. Maybe uh, maybe start sprinkling some money on some sports that you're not really that uh, that in touch with. It's a great way to learn. And uh, by all means, the best part about this goddamn show, shout out to all of our friends in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel, especially the hockey group. That Slack channel is absolutely banging. Get in there. The boys are talking it up. Ryan's in there throwing player props and first period bets. Seems like the guy throws out 20 first period bets <laughs> a fucking week, but that's fucking sweet. Um, and yeah, Joel's in there stirring the pot. I'm jumping in, having some fun, man. Uh, all of our pals in the Slack group, you guys are the best. So uh, if you're not in there by now, go check out the Slack channel. Yeah, shout out those guys and shout out to all you guys listening too. We're we're, we're rising up the charts. I've been saying this this whole week. We're we're getting there. We're growing bigger, and it's all, all thanks to you guys. Uh, 
So thanks for uh, subscribing and everything. And if you're not subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, if you're on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. For Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. Just go subscribe there, leave a five-star rating and review, and maybe you, you might get right on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next show. Right on, right on. All right, fellas, we'll jump into uh, last week's Mortal Locks here. Uh, Joel, you had a good week, as always, buddy. Why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, my lock was the Stars. That was a pretty close game for a while. Too close for comfort, but uh, in the end, the better team won. Um, that was the Stars versus the Flyers. And the dog was the Knights going against Towns Lock there. That was, I got a little bit lucky there. I think that the Capitals <laughs> were the better team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 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 how you do it. Um, and the total, I, I you know, I, I was kind of unlucky here, but kind of not. Uh but the, I had the team total over three and a half for the Bruins against the uh, who did they, the, the Ducks, right? They lost the Ducks. Mm-hmm. The Ducks outplayed them. The Bruins didn't show up. But uh, at the end, they had a couple chances to score with the goalie pull to get four goals at least. But they lost 5-3, so I can't complain. It was a bad bet. Um, I mentioned in my intro here, I finally uh, I finally hit my lock here. I had the Wild minus one and a half. <laughs> they completely took it to the Canadians. 8-2 win. That, that, was, that was easy. Uh, my dog, I took the Rangers on the puck line at plus 170. Thought that was a good price. The Rangers did beat the Kings, but it was by one goal in a shootout. So that that that, that was a loss there. I had the over six in the Vegas-Washington game. Joel said it, Washington was a better team, but they could not score a goal. It was a one nothing game, so that did not get close to the six. So one and two, but sm- small progress there. You have to be a little bit worried, though, when the, the Canadians scored on the Wild. He must have been going on not again, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I I saw I was I saw it was one nothing. I was like, all right, fuck this, over three again. Let me just <laughs> let me just go on a fucking bender for next show. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, my lock. Joel touched on it. Uh, I wasn't that lucky. I had Washington money line against Vegas. Uh, Vegas got uh, a little bit squeaky, a little bit greasy. Came out with the win. That sucks for my dog. I had St. Louis money line versus Calgary. Uh, Blues got blown up seven to one. <laughs> I think it was like, what was it, like 4-1 after like five minutes after the start of the second period or something. So that didn't have a chance whatsoever. Did not predict the Blues to go in and shit the bed as big as they did, but that'll happen. Uh, for my total, though, always a silver lining. My total hit, I had uh, Rangers and Los Angeles Kings under 5.5. And it uh, that game went into overtime, ended in a shootout, I believe. New York won 3-2, so the under was safe. Uh, we talked about potential goalie game there. It was it was pretty tight. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was a pretty good game, but there were some good saves. So uh, that helps the cause a little bit, gentlemen. I heard uh, that uh, Brendan Lemieux got ejected. <laughs> so. sh- shocker, right? Yeah. Like, what do you expect with that guy? <laughs> um, as far as the units for last week went, in case anyone's looking for a running total, I lost 2.05 units. Ryan lost uh, 0.52 units, and Joel gained 1.42 units. Again, shocker. (laughs) All right, boys, we'll jump into our NHL news and discussion topics here, keep things running along. Um, GM of the Flyers, uh, Fletcher, on uh, trading the potential of trading Claude Giroux, he came out and said that it will be Claude's decision. Ryan, you're a Philadelphia Flyers expert here. What do you think on this, bud? Is is it time for Giroux to get out the door, or what's going to go on? Yeah, Chuck Fletcher came out uh, a few days ago, said he was going to have a state of the team press conference, the second in as many months during the midst of their uh, now franchise record 13 game winless streak. <laughs> uh, Claude Giroux is, is basically the big question what's going to happen this season. He has a full no, no movement clause, so it will be his decision. 
I could see him wanting to stay in Philly. He has, he has a family here. He he he's been here his whole career. I could see him just wanting to kind of play it out, and fans getting getting kind of pissed at that. But he he should try to take take a run at the cup. I could definitely see him. Uh, my top destination for them him is the uh, Avalanche. I feel like there's some top prospects there. I feel like they have some picks, and I feel like Drew would be a, a great piece to put them maybe over the top there. So Drew would definitely bring back a first-round pick, top prospect, would help get the rebuild going. But Fletcher also said there's not going to be a rebuild. It'll be a retool, even though the Flyers are just getting worse and worse this season. Partially due to injuries, partially due to just players not playing well, partially just having no real structure there on the team. So as far as Claude Drew is, I think he will be traded. The Flyers will definitely, that would definitely help the Flyers rebuild or retool, whatever they do. I could see Claude Giroux re-signing back here in the offseason. I know that doesn't happen very often, even though people do talk about it. But because he has that family there, he here he could just want to go for a few months out in Colorado or wherever. So it's up to Giroux. The Flyers are have a lot of decisions to make here. They're in the bottom five in the league now. So hopefully we can just uh, tack, tank for Shane Wright and see what happens. Yeah, the uh, Avalanche first round pick belongs to Arizona. Big surprise there. They have everyone's first round pick, <laughs> it seems. Um, <clears throat> so you won't be getting that if it's the Avs. Uh, but it would be a good addition, you know, especially when Kadri gets uh, suspended in the playoffs again and the new <laughs> number two center. <laughs> uh, as for Drew, yeah, he's had a bit of a bounce back here. I haven't watched a lot of Flyers hockey this year, but uh, his numbers Lucky. are good. Yeah. yeah, why would I? Um, yeah, yeah, he'd be a good addition for any team, good veteran um, to step in there. Yeah, he's been the only one to really show up. And even though the Avs don't have a first-round pick this year, I feel like next year's draft is going to be better with Connor Bedard. So we'll we'll happily take that one. Yeah, you know, Claude Giroux, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of teams that would be happy to kind of be involved with it. You know, with the, what is it, an $8 million cap hit, though. So that might be kind of hard to fit in the structure. Philly might have to retain uh, for, you know, I'm sure they can get a couple extra picks out of it, too. But... Boys, I gotta say, sure, Claude Giroux would be a great second line center in Colorado on a playoff run when Nazim Kadri eventually gets suspended. But man, the guy would look pretty fucking good in blue and white, wouldn't he? Claude Giroux to Toronto. I don't know where the trade's gonna be. We're gonna have to give up some major prospects. You know, I like Rodion Amirov, so I don't want to see that happen. But uh, Giroux to the Leafs as a third line center uh, for a deep playoff push, maybe get the guy a cup. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Cal Dubas will work his magic here. I want defenders first. I wouldn't hate that. Have uh, have a reunion with Wayne Simmons there. If they could both lift, lift the cup together, have have Talon kind of live his live out his dream. It'd be tough to see him lift in any, any other jersey, but a Flyers jersey. But it, it'll be good to see him hopefully win it if he can. But if that happens, I'll be lifting beers for about seven months straight. Okay, so if I, we won't even be able to record. It'll just be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll jump uh, down a little bit here. Uh, looks like some tough news out of New Jersey. Goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood has been placed on the IR. This is a New Jersey team that I don't, I don't want to say succeeded expectations because like they were shit and the bar was set pretty low. But they're kind of a mid-pack team this year, lower mid-pack team. This uh, this hurts, but it might be good in the great you know scheme of things. Let them kind of finish up a bit lower, get a better draft pick, so on. Uh, I don't know. What do you boys think? I mean, I don't know if you just don't hear about it up up there in Toronto, but this was supposed to the Devils have like won the past three off seasons, according to some of the writers. Like this was supposed <laughs> to be like their next big step. They were supposed to maybe make the playoffs this year. They got Dougie Hamilton, they got Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, all those guys, and they've just completely shit the bed this year. They're down there, kind of close to the Flyers. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood. I think he missed time earlier this season with a heel injury, right? And, and he has another one now, so. 
he was someone they were kind of really counting on. He hasn't even been playing that well. It's an 894 save percentage. So it's, it's, it, it sucks to see the Devils be bad. You know, it's it, it, it's just really, really a shame. <laughs> that sarcasm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember hating the Devils back in the Pro Dewar days. Everyone thought he was better than Patrick Waugh. So I don't really like him either. Uh, well, Mackenzie Blackwood, he's no pro doer, but he's a lot better than what else they got. Uh, and uh, without a good goalie, they, they're going to give up more goals than they already do. Like, they're, they're giving up four or five goals a game, it seems. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're in big trouble. They started the year pretty well, like Buffalo, but uh, uh, now they're on a pace to uh, maybe finish below Buffalo. So, uh, they're in big trouble. But uh, in the end, it'll be good for their draft status. But, uh, yeah, um, no good for the near term. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good to see maybe somebody else step in. Somebody I've never heard of play for the Devils. But uh, other than that, yeah, I got nothing. You know what? Uh, I know that, like you brought up, people were talking about them having a good year this year, making playoffs and shit. Well, they're in the fucking Metropolitan, man. They're in the best division in the entire league, essentially. So good luck them making playoffs in the next five years, unless they manage to squeak out like a wild card spot. But even that's a push. The Atlantic's not bad either. Um, yeah. Devils, uh, Devils are going to be pooched for a while. It sucks though, because like they had the first overall pick. What was it like three or four years ago? And like, no, you know, don't want to shit all over Nico Heischer. He's a great player and stuff. But like, you think about like recent first overall picks, and it, it's just not the same kind of caliber. Eh? We got Jack yeah, Hughes that, too. He was first overall. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, true. That was the Heischer uh, Nolan Patrick draft. Both of those top two picks just complete bust. As no, that was that was the Cal McCarr Miro Hiskinen. Yeah, no, exactly. Then, then the pick <laughs> after him, Miro Hiskinen and Cal McCarr. Is, I would love to have those guys on the Flyers. <laughs> All right, moving down to the last piece we got here. Uh, more tough news coming out of San Jose. Looks like uh, defenseman Eric Carlson will be placed on the injured reserve. Ryan, what do you got on this? Yeah, it's a tough loss for the Sharks. You know, he was having kind of a kind of a resurgent season. The Sharks were off for a good start this season. They were 13-9-1 through kind of the start of December, kind of falling off a bit recently. And, and losing Carlson is going to be, be a, a big part of that. You could see uh, Tomas Hurdle be traded towards the trade deadline. He's a pending free agent. Uh, Timo Meyer has been kind of keeping them afloat. But without Carlson, they're just kind of have burns on defense. It's going to be maybe seeing more, more and more goals against the Sharks. And they gave up seven to Tampa Bay last time out. Yeah, he was having a, a really strong year, actually. Uh, he found his touch. He wasn't so terrible defensively as he has been the past few years, ever since he joined the Sharks. Uh, so it's tough to see, I guess. Uh, it's tough to come back from these kinds of injuries, especially when uh, you start getting older. So it's it's rough, rough, rough go for him uh, ever since he joined the Sharks. It does not turn out how he wanted, and not how the Sharks wanted either. They're paying him big money, and they're, uh, yeah, they're... Their rebuild is stunted because of that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where they go from there. Man, I'll be honest. I got a I got a younger cousin. He's about 22 years old right now. And a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, just hockey and shit. And uh, we were talking about the Sharks. And it, primarily, Eric Carlson did come up. This kid never really got to, I don't want to say he never got to live through it, but never got to appreciate just how good Eric Carlson was when he was healthy playing with Ottawa back in the day. Like, this guy was like, arguably top defenseman in the league from an offensive point of view and it sucks that his career's kind of tailed off a little bit i know he had that gruesome uh, heel injury so that kind of is a pretty big setback too but uh a lot of people missed out on just how good eric carlson was in his prime yeah i don't think you can argue that he, he was the best offensive defenseman in his prime yeah i mean he carried he carried the senators to what an overtime away from the stanley cup final like that's that's crazy 
Yeah, man, for sure. And a pretty funny guy, too. Eh? Like, give credit mm. for that. You don't see a lot of personality in the NHL, but every now and then when that guy's doing an interview, he's not afraid to, uh, to pull out the jokes, which is pretty sweet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses, including bet $5 to win $400 in free bets. Also, be sure to check out all of WinBet's build-your-own-bet boosted same-game parlays heading into the NFL Divisional Round weekend. Most boosts fall between 10 to 15% of the original price. There's great promos, odds, and payouts. They're all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Support for the Hockey Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently lost the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. We've all had had some struggles trying to groom down there, trying to get some nicks, nicks and cuts down there. And, you know, Manscaped, it takes care of all of that. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SGP. All right, boys. Ryan brought it up earlier. We got a 10-game slate here, a busy Thursday night. Uh, The date will be Thursday, January 27th. Gentlemen, are we fucking ready to rock and roll here or what? Let's do it. Right on. First game we got on the docket at the 7 p.m. slot. We got the Los Angeles Kings against the New York Islanders. Game itself is in New York. Uh, L.A. money line paying off plus 125. New York money line minus 145. Over under is set at five, which is kind of weird. 
that will probably change. Uh, over paying off minus 135, the under plus 115. Ryan, start us off here, bud. What do you got? You said it's a rare five five goal total line, but I, I could see that hidden here. And you got you got two teams kind of going in opposite directions. If you look at their their records, you got the Islanders have won uh, seven of the past ten games. Kings were playing strong out of the break. They kind of still playing are kind of playing strong, but they have not got the results recently. They've lost four of their past five. But I kind of like the Kings as a dog here. They're, they they've deserved better than they've gotten. They outshot the Avs forty one twenty six in their loss. Outshot the Lightning by twelve. Outshot the Sharks by 24 in a loss. Like they pushed the Rangers to a shootout. So those are all kind of good teams going into the Islanders now. They've they've been better too, but a lot of their a lot of their wins have been against kind of these these bottom teams in the league. They have three recent wins against the Flyers. I watched all three of those. They have not been very impressive. Um, so they beat the Flyers three times. They beat the Coyotes. They beat the Devils. They beat the Oilers during their tough stretch. They beat the Sabers. Uh, their most recent losses, they lost to Toronto by two. They lost to uh, Washington by two. They managed one goal in, in those two games combined. So I'm liking the Kings here as a dog at plus 125. I feel like they're going in. They're not going to be playing a team like a top-tier team like the Avs or the Lightning or, or the Rangers even. Islanders are kind of finding their game, but I like the Kings here to go into Long Island and, and get the win. Yeah, these are two pretty similar teams, uh, both very good defensively. Less so offensively, they're always uh, prioritizing keeping the puck out of the net rather than putting it in it. Uh, so that's why you see a total of five. Um, as to the side here, I think the uh, th- th- this is a pretty fair line. Uh, the Islanders, they're at home. They've been playing a little better at home uh, since that brutal start uh, to their new stadium or arena. Uh, yeah, it's tough to pick a side here. I, I like the way... Both these teams are playing. They're they're fighting for playoff positioning. The Kings obviously doing a better job of that, given the Islanders' awful start to the year, and uh, they're they're desperate now, trying to claw their way back into it after the Christmas break. Um, so, we, yeah, this is a this is a tight one. I, I think I'll lean to the uh, give me the under five. <laughs> The under five. Julie, I'm right fucking with there, bud. I know it's a weird number, but I'll ride a weird number with you, man. You look at uh, both teams' shooting percentage. LA is currently sitting at 30th in the league, and the Islanders are sitting at 27th. Not too great. As well as uh, goal percentage here. Uh, offensively, LA is sitting at 22nd in the league, which is not too bad, averaging 2.77 goals uh, per game. But the Islanders are at a pretty shitty 29th in the league, averaging 2.37. So I I don't love the number five, but fuck it. For plus money, a plus 115. I think we're going to have a boring-ass game here. I'll ride it out with you, bud. Yeah, you look, you look at the the Kings' past two games are both 3-2. Those two Islanders' losses, I said, were 3-1 and 2-0. So five at the plus money, I feel like, is good. And you could probably also get five and a half if you want to not have a push if it is a 3-2 game. Well, for sure, and you'll probably if it does stay at five, you'll probably see a lot of people betting that too, right? You know, especially if it's paying off minus one thirty-five. So you might see that number jump up to uh, to five point five. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, moving down again to the seven p.m. slot here, we got the Vegas Golden Knights, the fake ass Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida. Vegas on the money line, paying off plus one thirty-five. Florida on the money line, minus one sixty. Over under set at six point five. Uh, over paying off minus one twenty-five. The under plus one oh five. Gentlemen, do you think I'm going to bet the Vegas here, the Vegas Golden Knights? You guys know me. You think I'm going to bet them? <laughs> I'm fucking not. Give me Florida money line minus 160. Fucking Panthers are going to go in there and just 
beat the wheels off Vegas. I don't know. Robert Leonard's probably going to play. He's going to get his tits lit. Florida's hot lately, man. They've been pretty good. Uh, I love that Florida home record, too, this year. Listen to this. 21-3-0. Get the hell out of here, man. Like, how... What is that? 24 games. They've won 21 of them. Like That's absolutely insane. Give me the Panthers minus 160. Yeah, I feel like the Panthers are the play here. They they went on the road. They had the tough 5-1 loss to Calgary to start off their road trip. They won uh, three of their next four games. Tough loss in Seattle, but got the win in, in Winnipeg on uh, Tuesday night. Now they're back home where you said they're absolutely dominant this season. Vegas is still have a few injuries. Mark Stone is back for them, but Pacioretty's out. Alec Martinez is out. Riley Smith is on the COVID, COVID protocol list now. So I feel like the Panthers back at home. You kind of have to back them here. Minus 160 is, is a decent price for them, maybe, maybe a bit long. But I also like the over here. These are two teams that can definitely be high scoring. Um, Vegas averages 3.4 goals a game. Vegas or Florida averages over four. So over here, over in, in the home team in, in the Panthers here are, are my two plays. Yeah, we got a consensus here. Uh, Panthers, you know, they're... They're, uh, they're scoring goals for fun, and it's not just luck. It's not just skill. Their expected goals for is uh, it's through the roof, 3.53, which is 0.2 better than the next closest team. So they're just creating so many chances. Uh, the Knights as well, they're, they're at sixth in expected goals for, so uh, they're also creating chances. It's just a problem of uh, putting in the net uh, after uh, Patrick went out and Stone's been in and out of the lineup. Um, but, I, yeah, I love goals in this game. Uh, it seems like there's seven plus goals in every Panthers game, sometimes uh, just on their own. Uh, and defensively, too, both teams aren't good. They're both in the bottom half of expected goals against. Uh, it's Bobrovsky keeping uh, Panthers <clears throat> in these games a lot of times when their offense isn't uh, clicking, which is rare, but it happens. Uh, yeah, I also have the Panthers as a side, too. The Knights, they've had a bit of a slow start to this road trip. Uh, they were lucky to win against the Capitals and then uh, lucky to go to overtime against the Hurricanes, who were the much better team in that game. So I think that they're uh, riding their luck here and the Panthers will snuff it out. You know, they're 21-3 and at home. That's ridiculous. Uh, even though the Knights have a better road record than they do a home record, I think the Panthers get it done here and it'll clear six and a half. Right on. Moving down to the 7 p.m. slot again here. We got the Carolina Hurricanes against the Ottawa Senators. Game itself is in Ottawa. Uh, Carolina on the money line paying off minus 255. Ottawa money line plus 200. Uh, Carolina on the puck line paying off minus 120. Over under is set at 6.5. Overpays plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys, I love Carolina on the puck line here. Uh, winning by two goals, paying off minus 120. I believe it was 12 out of the last 13 wins the Hurricanes have had, dating back to November 20th, have been by one or two or more goals. So right there against a shitty Ottawa team. Keep in mind, I think there's only allowed to have like 500 fans in the crowd in Ontario right now. So the place is going to be dead. It's going to be like you're playing a fucking beer league game at Canlan Ice Sports, ASHL here. It's going to be shitty. Hurricanes are just going to pump the wheels off them. Give me the Canes puck line, minus 120. Yeah, I've, I've kind of sworn off the Sens after, after they're locked. They have had two big <laughs> back-to-back wins for them. Uh, they beat Buffalo 5 nothing after they lost to Buffalo in the first matchup when I had them as my lock. Carolina, like you said, <laughs> most of their wins have been by two goals. They're, they're only, their last win was an overtime against the Golden Knights, who are much better than the Senators. Senators also without uh, Drake Batherson, who is surprisingly leading them in points, I believe, this season after... Uh, wow. Was it Aaron Dell had that had that kind of dirty hit on him behind the net? I feel like so. Center is missing one of their top guys. 
Hurricanes coming off an overtime win, going on the road. I feel like Hurricanes are the play here. I would consider playing Ottawa on the on the money line if it gets up to up a little bit higher. Maybe throw a half unit on there or something. But my main play, talent, talent, talent mentioned earlier. First period over one and a half goals, <laughs> at minus one forty. It's hit in eight of the past ten Hurricanes first periods. They've outscored teams fourteen to eleven. It's hit in seven of the past ten Senators first periods. They've had ten goals, four and ten goals against. So I, I'm liking the over over one and a half first period is my play for this game. Yeah, I just brought up the uh, Panthers' expected goals record and how they're dominating the league. Well, the second-place team is the Carolina Hurricanes, and there's no reason to think that the Senators will be able to stop them. They are putrid defensively. Uh, they're they're too young at this point to uh, withstand the kind of firepower the Canes possess, and the goaltending is not going to keep them in games, uh, whether it's Matt Murray or Anton Forsberg. It's just not going to be able to withstand the sheer power of the Hurricanes attack here uh, on the power play. Awesome stuff. Five on five. Awesome stuff. Hurricanes should dominate this one. Uh, but it's exactly when you say that, that the Sens show up. So uh, it, there's a little tinge of worry there. But uh, everything suggests that the Hurricanes will blow them out here. That's true. They're pretty much used to playing with only 500 fans in the building too, eh? So it yeah. could be an advantage. <laughs> um Moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the New Jersey Devils against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa. Uh, New Jersey on the money line, paying off plus 245. Big dog. Uh, Tampa on the money line, paying off minus 320. Tampa Bay on the puck line, minus 130. Over under set at 6.5. Over paying off plus 100. The under, minus 120. Uh, Ryan, back to you, buddy. Take us away here. I'm loving the lightning here here at home on the puck line minus 130 320 is too much for the money line. I mean, Devils on the road are 5 11 and 2, Tampa's 14 4 and 3 at home. As we mentioned before, there's no Mackenzie Blackwood, so Devils have a uh, Kira Schmid and John Gillies in net. Schmid started on Tuesday against Dallas. He gave up three goals on seven shots in the first period after getting pulled. John Gillies only gave up one one goal on, on 24 shots, but he's hasn't been great this season either. Overall, he is uh, 1-3-0 and with a 900 save percentage, goals against the average 3.08. On the side, you have, you have Tampa Bay, who is just, just rolling right now. They're 5-1-0 on their past six, 7-2-0 on their past nine. All those wins have been in regulation. There were a few one-goal wins in there. But I feel like against the Devils, especially with third, fourth-string goalies for them, Tampa Bay should easily be able to have a similar win to their 7-1 they had against San Jose last time out, or at least a 6-4 win against against the Kings. Being back at home now, they've had they've had at least three days off. They're 4-0-1 with that in that situation this season. So I love them in regulation and also on the puck line. And I love the first period over one and a half here. It's a hit in 10 of the Lightning's past, eight of the past 10 for the Lightning, outscoring teams 13-10. It's hit in 12 of 18 Devils road games in nine of their past 10 road games. So I can see the Lightning putting up two or three goals themselves here in the first period. So I love, love the Lightning, love the first period over, and possibly even the, the game over as well. This guy loves his instant gratification. I can't even wait for the game to be over to win his bets. <laughs> or lose. <laughs> uh, I'll go full game here. Um, the, the Devils, I, I spoke about them not being able to keep the puck out of the net. Now they got Blackwood out, so... Uh, they're not going to be able to to uh, prevent the Lightning from scoring goals. That said, six and a half is a high total, and I don't think the Devils will be able to put more than two past Vasilevsky, assuming he starts. So, yeah, under six and a half here, minus 120, 
I think is the play. Lightning made me go up 4 0 and then just coast the rest of the game, hopefully, and uh, we catch that bet. Uh, yeah, the Devils just got blanked by the centers. So I don't think there's reasons to suggest, reasons to think that they can do uh, any more against the uh, Lightning and the best goal in the league. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Joel. You pretty much said it. Uh, Devils, Tampa, under 6.5, paying off minus 120 is definitely my go-to play on this one. Uh, Devils are shit on the road, man. They're 5-11-2, so they can't score to begin with, and they can't score on the road even more. Uh, pretty brutal team, like you said, against one of the best goalies in the actual world, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Six, you know, like you said, Tampa could probably pretty much light them up here, maybe go up four or five, nothing, but 6.5 is still a pretty big number. And if you're going to give me that at a minus money, I'll take that all day long. And also I knew a John Gillies went to college with the guy's same name, pretty good guy. So who knows? Maybe for namesake, John Gillies shows up here for the devils and has himself a night. Who knows? Moving down again to the 7 PM slot. We got the Seattle cracking against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Games itself is in Pittsburgh. Seattle on the money line paying off plus 245. Pittsburgh money line minus 320. Uh, Pittsburgh on the puck line minus 130. Over under is set at 6.5. Over paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Joel, what do you think here, dude? I'm going to go back to another under. You know, I've won a few of those in a row finally. So uh, hopefully that, that, that breaks the curse and I can start winning some of these. Uh, I like both these... Uh, no, I don't like both these goalies. I do not like Grubauer. <laughs> <laughs> He's bad. <laughs> but I do like the way the Kraken uh, try to protect him. They do their best, but he just he keeps letting these bad goals in. That said, if it's if it's Tristan Jari and that for the Penguins, it's going to go under six and a half because uh, the Kraken, they're not scoring. 25th in the league goals a game. Expected goals around the same. So, uh, they, yeah, they're, they're just bad on the offensive side. At least they're trying defensively. Uh like the the goaltending just let them down more than any other team in the league, I think, relative to how well they're playing defensively. Um, so I, I like the under six and a half here. I'm gonna hope I'm gonna hope Grubauer doesn't let in six on his own. And uh, yeah, Jari shouldn't let in more than uh, one or two. So uh, this under six and a half here, I think, is a, a good play. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's been involved in a few high-scoring games lately, but a lot of that's due to the fact that they they go behind and then they come from behind, and then that that's how we get these high-scoring games, like uh, we saw the other day against the Coyotes, and uh, before that to the who do they play the the Knights, I think. So uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen here. Hopefully they they show up in the first period and they they blank out Seattle and they can just uh, coast to an easy four-one win or something like that. Yeah, we got another huge money line favorite here. I feel like you can put the Penguins, Lightning, and Hurricanes in a three-team parlay or, or pick your two favorite if you're averse to uh, puck lines or regulation lines. You would probably be pretty safe. The Penguins are at home. They're great at home this season, 13-5-2. Seattle's on the road, 4-11-2. They've lost their past four road games. Seattle's just not even not a good hockey team. They can scratch out wins at home, but on, on the road, they're, they're absolutely miserable. And Pittsburgh's won six straight. Four of those games were in regulation. All four of those go- those games were by at least two goals. So I kind of like Pittsburgh on the puck line here at minus 130. They're a much better team. Like, like Joel said, it should be, if it's Jari against Gruber, that's a, that's a huge disparity in net there. So Seattle should probably get maybe one goal, maybe two, and Pittsburgh should get at least four or five. So Pittsburgh here against Seattle, huge money line favorites. Take them on the puck line instead. All right. Ah. Uh... You guys touched on it. There's like, yeah, you can take Pittsburgh puck line, you know, for value. That's probably the best they can get. Minus 130 here. Um, it's not worth betting Penguins, you know, minus 320 on the money line whatsoever. 
over-unders, a little bit iffy. It's a pretty high number at 6.5. What I do like here, though, boys, I kind of like Pittsburgh shot total on the over. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what the line is set. But Penguins are currently sixth in the league for uh, shots on that average per game, averaging 34.7. And Seattle is 31st for shots uh, against. So, I don't know, add that in a little bit. I think... uh, I think that uh, Pittsburgh's just going to go in there and actually fucking shoot the lights out of them. So if it's sitting at like a 34 or 35 or something like that, I'm going to I'm gonna take the over. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NFL playoffs ran full swing and prop swappers are cashing in. Like Will from Arizona who on Sunday night sold his $50 100-1 Super Bowl ticket for $500 on PropSwap. Will locked in his profit when he turned his $50 bet into $500. The buyer got great odds, and the seller made 10 times his bet. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, There's a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale. They have a loyalty rewards program that that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash. And there's a first deposit deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. So what are you waiting for? Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot time here. We got New York Rangers against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Columbus. Uh, New York money line paying off, minus 220. Columbus on the money line, plus 190. New York Rangers on the puck line, plus 115. Over-under sitting at 6.5. Overpaying, minus 110. The under, minus 110. Oh, fuck, this sucks. Columbus is going to be coming off a back-to-back here. They're playing tonight. Uh, New York is an absolute powerhouse. I want to... You know what? Fuck it. Give me the under. If Shosturkin's playing, even if it's Gorgiev playing, that's okay, too. And Columbus has two pretty good goalies themselves, man, with uh, Elvis Merzlikens and Jonas Corposalo. So whatever one of those four or whatever two of those four is going to be playing, they both have the talent in the world. Obviously, New York should beat the fucking wheels off Columbus in the game. But I'm going to I'm going to lean a bit towards the under here at minus 110. Yeah, this this is another big favorite here. You kind of have to have to go with the Rangers with Columbus on a back to back. They're 1-3-0 and on no days rest this season. All four of those games did go over the total, though. They lost to the Rangers 5-3. They lost to the Blues 6-3. 
Um, they just lost to the Penguins 5-2. So six and, a, six and a half does look high for this game, especially with Columbus not scoring a ton. But it may be there for a reason. I don't really have a strong play on that. I, I could see it going either way, but I, I do like the Rangers here. Uh, they're 5-1, though, in their past six games. Their only loss was to Carolina. Columbus is 3-7-0 in their past 10 games. Six of those losses were by two or more goals. So I, I like the Rangers on the puck line. You, you get plus 115, you, you get plus odds. So you, you, you can't hate that. that that's probably my, my best play for this game. Yeah, make it three unders in a row for me. Uh, six and a half, that's a high total. Um, uh, if it's just turking in that, I don't see how it gets past here. Uh, the Blue Jackets aren't going to be able to put uh, three past them. They, they, they got a bad attack. Horrible defense, but Rangers are actually fourth worst in the league in expected goals for and fourth worst in the league expected goals against. So that just tells you how Walsh Sturkin's playing. He has got ridiculous numbers, almost almost two flat goals against a game with a .937 save percentage. Ridiculous stuff. Um, the Jackets can get involved in some shootouts, but uh, the Rangers, they like to slow things down neutralize your your best your best skill and uh just strike fast in the power play look at chris crowder go leading <laughs> the league with 30 goals who saw that coming uh very resurgent year for him and uh yeah i, I think the under here's the play the line is way too high i think for uh the rangers here that's that's crazy but uh that that's what Sturkin does for you he masks a lot of their deficiencies that's how they're winning all these games. Like they're second in the Metro. It's pretty funny how they're doing it. Uh, they're like the the New Islanders, right? The Rangers are uh, are the New Islanders. Uh, they're just defying the analytical stuff. Uh, they're winning games the uh, the old school way. So you like to see it. You like to see these uh, the teams that that somehow win games, even though everything tells you they shouldn't be winning them. But uh, anyway, under six and a half here is the play. Uh, Corpus is not he's not having a good year, but uh, uh, the, the Rangers, they're not scoring too many goals. So hopefully he can just do enough to keep us under six and a half here. I just Joel. realized it is the first half of a back-to-back for the Rangers. They play the Wild on Friday, so they may mm. go with Gorgiev against the uh, yeah. lesser Totally team. conditional. Yeah, either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Gorgiev is like even worse on the road. His overall, it's 902 save percentage, 2.92 goals against. On the road, it goes down to 891 and goals against 3.38. So, yeah, it's, it's just I want to say it's conditional on, on Shesterkin starting. Still Joel the fucking Undertaker Meyer, eh? He <laughs> 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 needs a Paul Bearer. Ryan, you're Paul Bearer, bud. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Moving on down. Fuck you guys. Moving on down again to the 7 p.m. slot. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the Montreal Canadiens. Game itself is in Montreal. Uh, Anaheim money line paid off minus 130. Can't believe that's it. Uh, Montreal on the money line plus 110. Anaheim on the puck line minus 1.5 paying off plus 170. Holy shit. Alarm bells ringing. Over under set at five point five, uh, both over under paying minus one ten. Boys, give me the fucking ducks on the puck line. Quack fucking quack. This slack group's gonna be quacking tomorrow. If you're not in the slack, get in the slack to join some quacks. Throw some fucking duck emojis. You know why? Because fucking Caden Primo is playing in this game. I believe, guys. One four and one. He's got a four point three one goals against average and a point eight eight nine save percentage. Fuck that. Ducks are gonna go in and light his tits up. Ducks are going to be flying all over Montreal. It's probably minus 30 degrees in those fucking cold skies in Quebec. Doesn't matter. You're going to look up. 
All you're going to see is ducks, baby. Give me the ducks on the puck line. Plus 170. Yeah, I think we might get another consensus play here. Ducks only minus 130 on the money line. Puck line looks good, too. Only thing is, it's, it is a back-to-back for them. They do have Gibson starting on Wednesday night, but Stolarz has been just as good as Gibson this season. They both have 9-1-9 save percentages. So that big goalie could, uh, especially against the Habs. The Habs, they're 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 really just awful. They're they're uh, this is an interesting stat. They're o five and one on two days rest this season. But I'm I mean they're probably o five and one on most days rest this season, given their eight twenty six and seven overall record. It's a back to back for Anaheim, as I mentioned. They're four two and one on no days rest, three one and one after a loss. So if they do lose to Toronto on Wednesday night, that's definitely just more confidence in the Ducks, uh, in in Montreal on Thursday night. Uh, Ducks won 4-2 at home on Halloween against the Canadians. They outshot them 26-18. I'm probably seeing a similar game here with Anaheim winning by two or three. Yeah, I've been fading the Ducks lately with uh, mixed results. But this is the time to join the Quacks again. They're going to dominate Montreal here. Montreal's been a little spicy against these these awesome teams uh, until they got flattened by the Wild at the end of the road trip. They were tired. Uh, but now coming home, you know, we like to fade teams just coming home from a long road trip, uh, especially against a, a team from the other side of the country or the continent in the docks. So uh, th- 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 this isn't really a, a game they want to want to perform in. And the Ducks, uh, we'll see what happens tonight against the Leafs. Uh, I expect uh, hmm, I think I bet the Ducks actually in that game, too. Boom. But yeah, they're gonna win one of these games. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they lose to the Leafs, then all the more uh, bet them against the Canadians here. Uh, Stolarz is, you know, he he's a damn good backup too, so he'll make up for uh, Gibson not being a net. Um, yeah, Montreal, they, they they should be getting a couple guys back, but they still got a, a ton of injuries regardless of the COVID stuff. So yeah, uh, you know, just go with the better team here, even at this. Uh, very high price with the Ducks, just regulation, puck line, team total, something like that. Uh, yeah, you want to be in the Ducks side here. All right, moving down to the 8 p.m. We got five games at 7, eh? That's kind of weird. Uh, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot, we got the Vancouver Canucks against the Winnipeg Jets. Game itself is in Winnipeg. I said it was cold in Quebec. Chances are it's fucking colder in Winnipeg. Uh, Vancouver on the money line paying off plus 145. Winnipeg money line minus 170. Jets on the puck line plus 145. Uh, the over/under is set at 5.5. Overpaying plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, back to you here, bud. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the Jets—they—they're they're not playing well lately, and that's because Nikolai Ehlers is out. Uh, he's a very underrated player. Um, and we're seeing that how poorly they've been uh, playing lately. Uh, and they, they can't—they can't get the puck in the net, and the goaltending hasn't bailed them out. So they're struggling. I'm not sure why it is as high as minus 170. Um, the Canucks are getting guys back. I believe Hovat and Garland are going to be back for this. Uh, Demko should be back for this. So no more DiPietro or Spencer Martin or whoever else uh, sound like devil goaltender names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the boys back. Uh, we got Bruce on the road. He's been good on the road. And uh yeah, they deserved uh, a little better than that than they than they did against the Oilers the other night. Um, uh, the way that Spets Martin played in that game, so give me Demko in that. Um, yeah, I think that, I think they're gonna win here. Uh, plus one forty five. I like that number. So uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go to the Jets and they're gonna they're gonna make them pay. They're gonna make them uh, hurt a little more and and extend this losing streak of theirs. 
Yeah, I, I like the Canucks here too. Even though I, I am seeing Demko is unlikely to start, but I feel like even even without that, like you said, the Jets without Ehlers, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I feel like he's he's a great great player. And and the Jets have they've lost five in a row. They've lost six to seven. Like they're they're not playing great right now at all. They've scored two goals in three of the past four games. Like it's but Vancouver's not playing well either. They've they scored two against Edmonton, one against St. Louis, one against Florida. So it really kind of depends on the goalie matchup here. I don't have a great read on this game, but I don't want to pass. So uh let me get a let me get Vancouver here as a dog, plus one forty five. They already won the first two meetings, three two and then four three in a shootout. So give me Vancouver as a plus one forty five. I'm fucking right there with you, boys. Give me the dogs on this one. We got a team that's lost five games in a row in Winnipeg against a team that's lost three games in a row against Vancouver. At this point, anything can happen. Winnipeg, you know, I'd be a bit more worried about that than uh, than Vancouver was. We saw the Canucks kind of get a little bit of a bounce with uh, with Bruce Goudreau behind nets, uh, or not behind nets, sorry, behind the bench. And like you said, Joel, they're bringing some guys back. Hopefully the goaltending uh, situation is a little bit better. Even if Demko doesn't play, Winnipeg... They've looked good offensively, but other than that, they've kind of looked like shit lately. So uh, I'm with you, boys. Fuck it. We'll take a consensus dog here. Let's take the Canucks plus 145. All right. Moving down again to the 8 p.m. slot. We got the Calgary Flames against the St. Louis Blues. Game itself is in St. Louis. Uh, looks like Calgary and the money line is paying off plus 110. St. Louis money line minus 130. Over-under is set at 6. Overpaying minus 115. The under minus 105 here. Oh, shit. What do we like here? What do we like? Blues are pretty good at home, man. 16-4-2 record. Uh, Flames are pretty good on the road, though. 13-8-2 record. Fuck it. I'm going to ride with my boy Bennington. We're going to be throwing fucking fake punches out there. We're going to be being dicks. We're going to say, <laughs> fuck you, Calgary. I want to see I want to see fucking Kachuk have a fake fight against Jordan Bennington. <sighs> Give me St. Louis money line minus 130 here. This one's kind of tough to handicap here because it's going to be a back-to-back for the Flames. They should win uh, Wednesday night in Columbus, but they they may not. And it's going to be Markstrom on Wednesday night, so we're going to get a uh, Darth Darth Vladar in uh, on Thursday night against uh, here against the Blues. These teams just just played on uh, Monday. Uh, Calgary won seven-one at home, but now it's in St. Louis. You got you got, you got Calgary on the, on that back-to-back. St. Louis is better at home. So I do kind of lean to the Blues. I want to see how the Calgary plays Wednesday night first, though. But I'm also on a, on a lookout for the first period of one and a half. It's been eight of the past ten Flames games heading into Wednesday, seven of the past ten Blues games. So that's another look there, too. We saw what happened last time. Seven to one with the Flames beating the Blues. It's not going to happen again unless it happens in reverse. The Blues are going to they're going to get revenge here against the Flames and uh, good old Darth Vader. Uh yeah, Bennington's not been playing well, but uh, he's he's better at home than he is on the road. So I, I think that the the Blues can withstand the Flames' attack, which has been awesome this year. The Flames are a very underrated offense, um, have been going strong all season long. Underlying metrics are all good. Uh, the counting stats are all good. Second in the league, shots per game. Um, so, yeah, the Calgary Flames are a good team. Uh they got good goal tonight, but they're not going to have Marks from net with his five shutouts here. I think the Blues win it at home uh, where they've been so dominant. And, uh, yeah, they'll they'll have a little bit of vengeance on their mind. You don't, you don't beat a team 7-1 and then just do it again to them unless you're, uh, you know, the Senators or the Devils or whoever. <laughs> uh, no, nah, the Blues will defend here. They got pride. They'll, they'll beat them here. Um, 
I think the Flames are the better team overall, but this is just a bad spot for them. So I'm going with St. Louis at only minus 130. This this line will go up too, considering it's a back-to-back. So bet it as soon as you can. For sure. All right, guys, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We got the Nashville Predators against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, Nashville on the money line paying off minus 105. Edmonton on the money line minus 115. The over-under set at 6. Over paying off minus 120. The under plus 100. Look at the fucking Oilers here. Right? They win two games in a row for the first time in fucking two months. And now they're the big favorites. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Predators are unreal. They're, what are they, 27-14-3 and three on the league. They're, or on the league. they're second in the Central Division division they got a road record of 14 7 and 3 give me the fucking predators as the dogs at minus 105 are you kidding me that's insane oh yeah talent said it. oilers humongous favorites here at minus 115 against nashville <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of the oilers right now they, they they outshot the canucks and came back against them to win in ot they had 50 shots in that game koskinen showed up the game before that to beat calgary even though they got outshot 47 31 like we said Last show, Edmonton could get a spark here, get some confidence, get some uh, get some winning ways going. But Nashville, they've they've proven me wrong so many times this season with with UC Sars there and that he could be a Vesny trophy, trophy trophy candidate. So I lean to Edmonton at home. It's gonna be I'll, I'll try to probably see where the line moves and then decide probably before puck drops. So definitely check out the uh, the Slack channel for that pick. I don't need any time. I don't need any line movement. I love two plays in this game: Nashville money line. Under six. Ah, the Predators are just a better team. Like the Oilers, yeah, I don't know why they're the favorite in this game. Um, I don't think that they will be for long. So, again, as uh, bet this as soon as you can. Uh, the Predators are just they're a legit team. Um, top five expected goals against. Then they got UC Soros bailing them out whenever they uh, let a, a rare chance uh, get by them. So, uh, the Oilers, they only... Can score on the power play, and that's been slipping by too. Um, so they beat the the Flames in a huge, intense rivalry game, and they beat the the Canucks with the third stringer in net. I'm not buying it. I don't know why Nashville is a dog here. Um, and I also like the under six because uh, you know Biku Koskinen actually has actually has been playing better. He's been trying hard. He, you know, he hears all the shit being talked about him, um, and 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 he's been he's been trying hard the last couple of games. I could see it, and I think he's he's. Just good enough to prevent this game from going over, but not good enough to get them the win. So uh, I'm just going to the better team here as a dog. Why the fuck not? We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com SGPN. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Beauty boys. All right. That wraps up our uh, Thursday slate. That's the day it is. Uh, moving down to the Friday games. We got five games on the docket. Again, at the time of recording, the lines are not listed, but we'll go through them and uh, see if there's anything particular we're looking out here. 
First one on the docket at the 7 p.m. slot. We got Minnesota Wild against New York Rangers. This should be a good game, man. Like you said, New York is coming off a back-to-back, so that kind of sucks. Could hurt a little bit. Uh, Minnesota on the road this year, 11-7-2. Rangers at home, 13-3-2. On the back-to-back, don't necessarily love it. Oh, fuck. I'll maybe lean towards the under. Uh, Kapil Kakinen for Minnesota has been playing pretty well lately. From what I'm seeing, he's expected to maybe get the start. And New York goaltending, if they do start Shosturkin, like they go for Georgiev on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I like the under there. Rangers 5-2-1 on no day's rest, so that's the back-to-back may not be a huge issue for them. I would say definitely still depends on what goalie they start Thursday, what goalie they start Friday. The Wild have been a fun team to watch this season. They I mean, took it to the Canadians 8-2 last time out. They've won six of their past seven games. The Rangers are also one of the best teams in, in the Metro. They're they're really kind of coming into their own here. With with Shesterkin and that, as as Joel said, their expected goals aren't great, but Shesterkin has been bailing them out. So if Shesterkin's starting, I'm kind of less confident in the Wild. But I, I feel like the Wild would probably be dogs here, and I'll definitely take them at that price. Yeah, like I, I said all about the Rangers in the last uh... – on Thursday's game, the Wild are just a much better team. Everything points to them winning this game, especially the Rangers in the back-to-back. Uh, maybe they, they coast through the uh, win to against the Blue Jackets, but even so, the Wild is a better team. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's the, the goaltending situation that will define where the line goes, where we'll bet, and all that. But as of now, it's just uh, I, would, I would just bet the the wild within a reasonable number. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got Detroit Red Wings against Pittsburgh Penguins. Game itself is in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh on the second night of a back-to-back here. Expect probably to see Casey DeSmith to get the start. He's got tough numbers to start the uh, the year here, boys. 3-3-1 record, 3.57 goals against average, a .886 save percentage. Detroit's nothing to write home about, but they got some uh, some offensive talent on that team too, right? So I don't hate the over at this game, no matter what it is. Obviously, it won't pay off too much to, uh, to play Pittsburgh on the money line. Maybe regulation on a back-to-back, but even then, that might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, give me the over. Yeah, I didn't factor the back-to-back in for the Penguins against the Kraken because you could see them start to Smith, who has been bad this season, against the Kraken in hopes of kind of stealing a win there and then maybe getting Jari on the back-to-back and behind a tired team there. So that's something to watch out for. But, yeah, you got to go with the Penguins here. They, they have that winning streak. They're probably going to beat Seattle. I mean, Detroit's decent at home, but they're not the same team on the road. So I feel like we'll see Pittsburgh as a big favorite here, and I'll probably still take them. Yeah, the Red Wings still fighting hard, uh, but you can see they're wearing down. Uh, the rookies aren't playing like they once did. And uh, the Penguins are just a wagon right now. So I don't see any reason to suspect that they lose this game, even playing on a back-to-back. You know, two home games in a row isn't the worst thing. Um, so I just expect the better team to roll here again. Uh, no dog alert on this one. All right, moving down to the 8.30 p.m. slot. We got the Colorado Avalanche against the Chicago Blackhawks. Game itself is in Chicago. Joel? What do you think is going to happen with your uh, your Avalanche here? All right, so the last time uh, the Avalanche played the Blackhawks, watch out for Marc-Andre Fleury. And uh, we gave out an under in that game, and that hit pretty easily. So even the uh, the mighty Avalanche offense uh, has a little struggles sometimes. And I don't see any reason to expect anything different in this game, assuming Fleury gets the start. Uh, the Avalanche will just be playing the Bruins, too. So... Uh, We'll have to see what happens there. But as for this game, the, the Avs 
their offense is slowing down a bit, and Kemper's getting better. So I I I, I would go with another under here. Uh, as for a side, I I don't know. The Avs obviously going to be uh, you know crazy favorites. So yeah, maybe look for a puck line there, but uh, we'll have to see. I don't know what their the game on Saturday is if there is one. So it might be on a back to back too, but. Yeah, yeah, Francis is playing well too, back up for the Avs. So it really doesn't matter the goalie right now. Um, yeah, under would be the best bet in this one. Yeah, I think I have to agree with Joe just for everything you said. I didn't really have, have a good read on this game just because both teams do play Wednesday night and we're recording this before those games happen. So, yeah, you see, you could see Flurry shut them down again. The Avs have kind of been a more under team recently. So, I'm going on the road against a good goalie. Could could sit the under there. I'd have to wait to see what happens in tonight's game for for both teams, though. Ducks won nothing against the Leafs. <laughs> Fuck quack. Yeah, you, <laughs> fucking. This is the one night I'm not quacking. All right, they can quack up their ass. No, no ducks. I'm looking up in the sky of Toronto right now. I don't see any ducks, so I don't buy it. Um, <laughs> all right, this Colorado Chicago game, gentlemen. I have a theory. I was crunching some numbers the other day. It hurt my head a little bit, but I was crunching. Marc-Andre Fleury here, $7 million cap hit, right? One year left on his contract, done after this year. Darcy Kemper, $3.8 million cap hit. Salary retained to Arizona, so don't include that. One year left on his deal here. Chicago, not Chicago, sorry. Colorado needs to make a push, man. They've been getting close, you know, a couple conference finals, things of that nature. What killed them last year? Goaltending. Anytime you got to play Michael Hutchinson, you're having a fucking tough go. This is a tryout game, boys. This is a Marc-Andre Fleury fucking tryout game because he's going to get traded to Colorado by the end of the year to sure up the goaltending. Chicago's going to retain salary. They're going to fucking trade Kemper for Fleury, maybe one for one, maybe a couple picks because they're fucking washed. They got to get something out of it. And Fleury's going to go and make a fucking big push with the Colorado Avalanche with him and Pavel Francois. So I'm telling you right now, this is a fucking tryout game. Don't necessarily love Chicago on the money line. I do love Chicago on the reverse puck line. So keep an eye out for Chicago on the reverse puck line because Flurry, the future Colorado Avalanche, is going to fucking show up and have a game here at home. No, no. I've been no, true. No. <laughs> is not trading for two goalies in one season, okay? <laughs> We're sticking with Kemper. He's been playing better. Come on. We're not going for Flurry. He just plays good against us. So uh, we can't let that. <laughs> How proven NASCAR is Kemper in the playoffs? How proven is Kemper in the playoffs? What has he ever done? With Phoenix, uh, nothing, baby, nothing. Do you want the sure thing? Do you want the boat or do you want the magic beans? You want the boat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see should, about that. Abs, Abs, getting flurry and Giroux, just fucking. Going, going all in, try, 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 try to finally finally win it here. I love it for two reasons. They load up and they break the heart of Oilers fans. Fuck, what more do you want? <laughs> all right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We got the Boston Bruins against the shithole-ass dogs, Arizona Coyotes. Game itself <laughs> is in Arizona. Uh, yeah, Boston, any way possible, man. Team total. I'm going to pull a Ryan here and maybe take a first period over or something stupid like that. Uh, yeah, that's the play. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be another huge favorite here. You, you can shut on my first period overs all you want, but the Flames already <laughs> scored. I have, I have that first period over one and a half, so hopefully that'll hit. Yeah, uh, see, Boston would probably be pissed off after losing to Colorado tonight, so going to Arizona, I'll probably take it to them there. So, yeah, Boston, probably puck line, maybe team total. You, you never know what, what the line's going to be. Yeah, well, the Bruins are going to lose to the Avalanche tonight, so uh, they're going to dominate the Coyotes on Friday. That's how it works. Um uh, 
yeah, there's not much else to say about this game. Uh, if you want to take uh, Boston team total, I think that's the, the better bet here. The Coyotes have just been leaking goals all over the place. Badge milk is not the same badge milk we saw earlier. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> their defense is even worse. So, uh, yeah, Bruins are going to roll here. Their power play is one of the best in the league. Uh, and the Coyotes' penalty kill is the opposite of that. So, uh, yeah, there's only one way to look in this game. Uh, you know, I've got all favorites here so far for Friday. So one of these is going to surprise us all, but uh, it won't be this one. All right, moving down to a bit of a tighter game here. Not much, but a little bit. We got the Washington Capitals against Dallas Stars. Game itself is in Dallas. Ryan, bring us home here, bud. Close up the show. Yeah, the Stars are another team that's like are completely different records at home and on the road. On the road, they're 8-12-1. At home, they're 14-4-1. and Capitals have kind of been hit and miss recently. They've alternated wins and losses, I think, in their past five or six games. They should win tonight against the Sharks, so that would put them in line for a road loss in Dallas on Friday night. I see Dallas is a, probably a slight favorite here. Uh, Washington's 11-5-4 and four on, the, on the road, so that's barely, barely over 500. Dallas has won four straight going into this game, so coming back home after a sweeping a four-game road trip, I can see Dallas taking this one. Yeah, yeah, I like the Stars here. Like you said, better at home. And uh, when they win, they tend to win in streaks. You know, they lose four or five games in a row, but then they'll win five or six games in a row. Uh, That's how it goes. They're the more desperate team, and the Capitals are kind of slipping hit or miss here, even though they're fully healthy now. uh, We we can expect them to be playing better and get some more wins, but uh, this this will be a good game. Uh, It'll be tight like the Lions suggest, or will suggest. And... uh, but I think the Stars will edge it, thanks to uh, give me a Tyler Sagan power play goal. Oh, fuck. Lock it in. Can we bet that? Anytime goal scorer, Tyler Sagan? <laughs> he's been, no he's been picking it up there recently. He's, yeah, he's been playing yeah, well. Yeah. I like that. Not a bad play. Uh, yeah, you guys said it. Uh, stars are on a four-game winning streak. Unreal record at home of 14-4-1. and one. Uh, No slouch against Washington, though. Fuck. I'm going to go against the mold here. I'm going to take the cap. Screw it. Someone's got to uh, change it up a little bit here. It's going to be a close one. It's an iffy game. I don't love the bet, but I'll uh, I'll ride with my boy Ovechkin. Maybe he goes into Dallas, gets absolutely hammered in the sun in the middle of fucking January and pops off a couple goals. All right, boys, that closes up our Friday slate here. Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. We'll move down to our mortal locks, dogs, and totals. Uh, as far as our standings go for the year, Joel, read us through it, bud. Uh, yeah, Talon, you're uh, back on the slide here, down to minus 8.81. <laughs> Ryan's still sliding down the waterfall, <laughs> minus 16.17. Uh, myself, I just keep trucking along, plus 10.92 units. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's, this, this has got to turn around, boys. Come on. Yeah, it's tough titties. Ryan, just because the Flyers are, lo- are losing, you know, 13 in a row doesn't mean you got to either, but I can't talk either, so... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's rubbing off on me there. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll jump into our picks. Uh, I'll kick us off here, boys. For my lock, I got I changed it last minute. Okay, I had a different lock. We were talking about it earlier. I switched it up. Give me Nashville Predators versus Edmonton money line minus one hundred five. I got to start making some units back here. And Nashville has a small dog here. I think they're going to absolutely crush the Oilers. Fuck Edmonton. Two game winning streak and eat my ass. Uh, for my dog, I got the Anaheim Ducks puck line plus 170 against the Montreal Canadiens. I know they're on a back-to-back. I know they're up against Toronto right now. But this is a goddamn Anaheim team that can score goals, okay? And Montreal, 
They suck. The habitant of Montreal, they stink. I can smell them from here, and Quebec's fucking an entire one province away. That's how bad they are. Uh, for my total, I got New Jersey, Tampa Bay under 6.5 at minus 120. Uh, it's a big high number, man. I don't think New Jersey's going to bring it. They got a shit record on the road. They're hoping they don't really play too well. And Tampa Bay's got one of the best goalies in the world, if not the best goalie in the world, Andre Vasilevsky. The under at 6.5, minus 120 is my play. Yeah, all right. Uh, Talon just said it. Uh, the Devils are bad on the road. There's no Blackwood. They're they're, they're bad. My, my lock is the Lightning minus one and a half at minus one thirty. They're five one zero in their past six. Devils are one five zero in their in their past six. So Lightning at home should easily win this by at least two or three goals. My dog. We talked about it. The Kings plus one twenty five. I feel like that's some good value for them going into Long Island. Islanders haven't really beaten any any good teams they've played. So the Kings as a dog at plus one twenty five. I feel like is is uh, a good play there. They've won five straight against teams with a losing record. So going based off that also in my total, I refrain from uh, taking the first period over. I have the golden Knights Panthers over six and a half at minus minus one twenty-five. both high scoring teams. Panthers score over four game Vegas scores nearly three and a half a game. So even with, even with Leonard versus, versus Bobrovsky, I feel like these, these are two high paced teams that'll, that'll get to seven or eight goals. Myself, my lock is the St. Louis Blues at minus 130 against the Calgary Flames. Uh, like I said, they got dominated against the Flames in the last uh, time they played. <clears throat> but that was uh, when the Blues were still a little banged up and coming off the end of their road trip when they're all, all tired. Uh, it'll be a different game uh, tomorrow on uh, Thursday. The Blues will be seeking revenge, and uh, that that's what they'll get. So give me the Blues there. And my dog will be the Vancouver Canucks, plus 145. Pretty even game, so I'll take the uh, the plus number there. Uh, Jets, I'm, I'm going to fade them now. I, I like to bet them all the time, but without either, they're not playing as well, and Hellebuck is not building them out of these, uh, these tough spots they find themselves in. So the Canucks on the road uh, with a few guys back from the COVID list, and the total will be uh, the Kraken Penguins under 6.5, minus 115. Hopefully Jari plays, but even if he doesn't, I still like it with the Smith, and you'll probably get a better number too. Um, so uh, yeah, the the Kraken, uh, they 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 try very hard to prevent goals from going in, and I'm hoping they all succeed here, and I'm hoping uh, either Jari or the Smith just shuts the door and limits whatever few Kraken. Uh, whatever few chances they put up against them. Um, so, yeah, it looks like we're having a lot of uh, consensus plays here. I like all your guys' picks, except for maybe the, the Kings as a dog. I, I think the Islanders win that, maybe, a little bit close. But uh, what else What else do we all like? Well, speaking of consensus pick, uh, for the first time officially in the uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast history, Okay, I'll, I'll kick this off preemphasis a little bit. We had an idea from our our, uh, our pals in the Slack group that we should all put out a consensus pick. So the three of us pick our brains together before the show, look into it, figure out one pick we do like. That's the kind of fucking sweet content you get in that goddamn Slack group. So this one is for everybody in the Slack group. The official first ever consensus pick that we have for you guys. Florida Moneyline minus 160 against the fake-ass Vegas Golden Knights. Not paying off that great, but I think we all talked about it earlier, too. We love the Panthers on this game. 
Yeah, this is one of the consensus plays we talked about. I don't know if we uh, all agreed to make it our, our first official play. Uh, Talon, thank you for doing that for us. <laughs> but there, I feel like there's a lot of consensus plays on, on Thursday night. I feel like we're all going to be on the Ducks, probably the Hurricanes, Panthers, uh, Nashville. I feel like there's a lot of – I think I feel like we agreed on, on, on a lot of things for uh, Thursday night. All right, guys. Well, there they are. Uh, we say it every show. Go to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, check out all the information. Not just hockey, man. When it comes to all the other sports, you know, basketball, football, college hoops, friggin' golf. What is it? MMA, all that other shit. So much information there. Uh, like I said, I've won a bit of money betting on sports that I don't even really watch. And uh, picks are posted there daily. So definitely check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And, of course, you just heard us pumping the tires there. We're going to pump the tires any chance we get. Join the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel. Shout out to all of our pals in the Slack group. Keep giving us ideas. Keep chiming in. Keep chirping. Keep throwing bets in there. It's always cool to see what everybody else is betting. Uh, and it's nice to kind of talk things out with everybody. You know, everybody has some pretty good opinions. And maybe they'll, uh, they'll be speaking to some stuff that we uh, we forget to notice or, or overlook. So if you're not in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group, Get fucking in there. Get in the hockey channel. Shout out to all of our pals and friends in the Slack group. Yeah, it's a great time there. I mentioned the top of the show. You know, we're, we're growing here as a podcast. We love to see it. We appreciate all you guys. Let's make sure you subscribe to follow, subscribe to, and follow the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Where you listen to your podcast, you can just search for Hockey Gambling Podcast. It'll show up. A short link for Apple Podcast is sg.pn slash hockey. For Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. Go ahead, follow us, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review, and, and it might get read on next show. Ooh, possible review reading. I love that shit. You got to leave them, though. If you don't leave them, we can't read it, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Martin. You'll find me betting the under in the Grand Slummy tomorrow. So uh, let's hope for some <laughs> limp meat. <laughs> Hashtag lift <lip> me. <laughs> Peace. Mm-hmm.